0: This podcast was recorded on Gemoye, Wallabarayedi land.
1: Hi, my name is Sam Thide. I'm an ex-NRL rugby league player who played 29 games for Queensland, over 300 games for my club, the Brisbane Broncos, and 32 games for Australia. He gives it to Friday. Friday for the line. Over the... Across my whole career, I've had a lot of deep and meaningful conversations with my friends, teammates and family. But the one conversation I haven't had is the one that's really important. It's the conversation that could literally save a life. It's the conversation around organ donation. In this six-part podcast series, I'm going to be sitting down with people who have received a life-saving organ you donation. You don't know when it's going to be yourself or one of your family. Yeah. You know, and it can happen anytime.
0: It was intense because, like, at 11 years old, you don't think you're going to plan your own funeral. A surgeon hand-pumped my heart for a whole hour while I got hooked up to the life support machine. I'll
1: also get the chance to sit down and talk to people who have made the decision to donate their loved one's organs to save someone's life.
0: She's such a giving person to be able to help someone else.
1: How does it make you feel that Georgia could help so many people? It makes me feel really proud of her. Through this tragedy, her memory is still... Uh, is still out there living in people and uh, making their lives better. And she would have been happy with that. The idea, as simple as it is, is to have people have that conversation around organ donation. Let's meet today's guest. For this episode, I got to travel north, back to my own hood, north Queensland, to catch up with Maddie. Maddie is a comedian... And she's doing her postgrad studies in psychology. She has already had a liver transplant, and one day may need a kidney transplant too.
0: Uh, hi, I'm Maddie. I'm 24, a proud O'Kler and Te woman, and live in Cairns.
1: Maddie, thank you very much for having us here at your beautiful house. It's uh, it's almost like a tropical oasis here in your backyard and in Cairns. So. If you can hear some beautiful birds singing in the background, that's uh, that's that, that noise. Uh, we haven't put any fancy sound effects in the background, but uh, Maddie, you've uh, you've welcomed us with open arms, a, a cup of tea, and uh, a family assortment of biscuits, so you you must know me really well. <laughs> Today's all about you sharing your story. Can you tell us uh, what surgeries you've had, what you've been through in your... Short 24 years so far?
0: Yeah, so I was born with cystic fibrosis, uh, which is a genetic autosomal disease that primarily affects the respiratory and digestive systems but ultimately affects everything. When I was uh, 11 years old, I went into acute liver failure um, and also was diagnosed with diabetes um, and had to. I was living in Mariba at the time and had to move down to Brisbane to get work up done. Um, I was given six months to live without a transplant and ended up waiting nine months somehow. Um, Got through that long and got a liver transplant just in time. I probably had maybe two days left.
1: What was that like for you?
0: It was intense um, because like at 11 years old you don't think you're going to plan your own funeral. So it was really intense. I think it was harder for my mum, though, um, because I'm her only child. Yeah. Um, And she was doing a lot of the advocating for me since I was only a child.
1: Planning your own funeral.
0: Yeah. Because I'd always been... With cystic fibrosis, it's a terminal... Eventually terminal illness. Um, So I'd always known that I would probably uh, die sooner than other people my age. Yeah. So I think it was helpful that I had that pre-acknowledgement and pre-preparation because it was so acute and I was just so constantly unwell. And like at one point I was palliative. It was very grounding, um, especially like thinking of I had two younger siblings at that point who were quite young. Thinking about the fact that they wouldn't remember me was, you know, that scared me more than the thought of death.
1: At that young, young age, uh, sitting there in, in palliative care, waiting for a, a donor to come. Um, you literally just have to wait, don't you? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a waiting game. Yeah.
0: yeah, and you feel bad for it too because you know that in order for you to get this transplant, yeah. someone else is losing their brother or uncle or cousin or son. Um, so it's really bittersweet.
1: Looking at it in that way, that someone does have to, uh, someone's life has to be lost to um, give you life. Mm-hmm. Um, well, how did that make you feel?
0: There was a lot of like, "Am I worthy?" kind of thing. But mostly, it was like, "Well, this person has, and their family has given up so much. Yeah. So, I need to do all that I can to kind of carry on their legacy." um and the great things they've done um and like make something good happen
1: that's a lot to take on as a, an 11 year old isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's huge
0: i actually think it was easier then yeah because i think as a kid you're so naturally optimistic yeah um that i was like yeah of course we'll get an organ yeah like and everything will be great and i'll go back to school and everything will work out Whereas now, it's kind of like, oh, we're doing this again. Yeah. <laughs> Though it's going to be different because it's uh, kidneys, so it is it is still kind of like a, a new experience. Yeah. Um, but at least uh, this time I don't have to move down to Brisbane until yep. the surgery.
1: Yeah. One in three people who have received an organ transplant live in regional Australia and a lot of the time they have to spend long periods away from home Maddie knows that story all too well
0: and it's all about like the quality of life too
1: yeah
0: um with the kidney failure I was having lots of lethargy like spending 18 hours a day in bed yeah um you know not having the energy to exercise or to go and hang out with friends and um that's such a like, my support system is such a huge part of keeping my mental health well, Yeah. Um, as well as exercising and, and trying to keep my body well in all the ways that I can.
1: Um, you're studying at the moment? What are you studying?
0: Uh, post-grad psychology.
1: Also, stand-up comedian?
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do that.
1: What's more scary? Uh, waiting for an organ or getting in front of people and, and trying to make them laugh? Because that's a, that's a hard thing to do, isn't it?
0: It is. It is. I've, I've tried a few times to do like medical stuff cuz yeah. i think it's funny. Yeah. Um and just gotten an, a reaction of oh.
1: No, don't feel sad for me. It's a joke. Laugh. Yeah. 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 Like i literally made a joke just then.
0: Yeah, this is funny. Come yeah. on. Um definitely scarier doing stand-up comedy.
1: Yeah. How important is comedy in your life?
0: <laughs> it's pretty important at the moment because thankfully even when i'm like super lethargic from my kidneys, yeah. i can still it doesn't take too much energy, I can still go along. Um, And like the the scene is super supportive, I've made a lot of good friends. And it's really cathartic, actually.
1: Um, When it comes to organ donation or or being on the um, organ donation list, what is the process like?
0: Uh, It's pretty intense. Uh, Like there's a lot of blood typing and blood tests and other like MRIs and CT scans and ultrasounds and everything um, to really understand the anatomy of your body and what's going to work best with you. Uh, for, for my liver transplant, my mum wanted to try and be a donor because with liver you can be a live donor and give half of your liver because it regenerates. Yeah. But we're the same size, so couldn't do that. Yeah. Whereas with the kidneys... Both my parents are doing work up to see if they can be live donors. Um, So it's a bit different in that way. And it's also different in that if I'm unwell enough and still waiting for a transplant, I can get dialysis. Whereas with the liver, it was like, I will die.
1: Yeah. Right now, there are more than 1,300 people on the kidney waitlist and another 12,000 people on dialysis who may benefit from a kidney donation. COVID-19 has had a huge impact on organ and tissue donation. That's why it's even more important now to register as a donor and encourage others to as well. The way you can help others like Maddie is to register at donatelife.gov.au forward slash register. Are you afraid to die? No. No?
0: Um... I would just, it would just be annoying. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) I like how you put it. Yeah. Yeah, it would be annoying, wouldn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, I have so much more I want to do.
1: Yeah. Sitting here on your back veranda right now, phone on the table, (laughs) if it rings now, you have to go, don't you?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, It would be, imagine a flight to Brisbane. Um, I think it would happen at the PA
1: have you ever done that before just looked at the phone and just had one of those days where you've just looked at the phone and go just bloody ring yeah yeah
0: yeah and a lot before my liver transplant as well yeah um back then it was my mum's phone because i was a child yeah yeah it's like my own it phone. it was a
1: yeah, nokia 3310 something <laughs> like that. yeah yeah one of the first things you said to me was yeah we met when i was 12 years old i said is there photo evidence and you showed me a photo <laughs> yeah how crazy is that? So, we've already met before. Yeah. In in Lord both of our you. our younger lives.
0: Younger years yes. back in the day.
1: Broncos fan.
0: Yeah, since.
1: Before or after that meeting? Before. Oh, okay. uh, damn! I Broncos thought,
0: fan for life.
1: I was. I thought it was going to be like. Yeah, it was because of same thought. Oh, it yeah, really.
0: Okay. It really amped up after that. Okay, thank you.
1: <laughs> that. Yeah.
0: Um, I grew up on the Broncos. Both my parents are huge Broncos fans. If I were a boy, I was going to be called Bronx with an X.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Instead, mum named me after Alfie Langer's daughter.
1: Yes. (laughs) You would have had a lot of different uh, visitors come and see you. Uh, Yeah. uh, Who out of those visitors was, was someone that you remember the most?
0: I say two people. Yeah. Um, one was Darren Lockyer. He yeah. came up a fair bit and he was the one who invited us to training. Yep. Um, and Lady Gaga visited me.
1: How cool is that?
0: It was incredible. She, and this
1: is like early days.
0: This is 2010, so like height of her career.
1: Yeah. What was she like?
0: She was so lovely. Yeah. She was just uh, like so engaged, so lovely. Like it just didn't seem real, you yeah. know.
1: Throughout this whole process, you must have some... Uh, really good days, but some really bad days as well. How are you um, dealing with your mental health at the moment?
0: Uh, at the moment because've got <clears throat> I've got major depression and general anxiety. Um, I just try to one thing I learned from from my liver transplant is to really be in the moment, um, just kind of be grateful for the present and make the most of it. And not worry too much about the past or about the future or anything. I can't really do something to change or fix right now. And like my social support system is such a huge part of that, you know, because when I go to comedy or when I go to, I do Choi do, which is a martial art, I'm, I'm not just like the sick kid.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I can be just Maddie um, and people treat me as just Maddie instead of obviously if I'm in hospital or if I'm unwell. I'm Maddie. Who's sick? And we got to treat this and treat that. And uh, I'm also medicated. I take fluoxetine, and I do therapy. Um, Just kind of maintenance now. I've been in therapy for seven years, and it's also helped because I have my bachelor's degree in psychological science.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So I can like reason with myself if I'm having a really bad day.
1: How important is it to to talk about how you're feeling?
0: So important. Yeah. Um. And it's so important to let yourself feel emotions you know where humans are supposed to feel the whole range of emotions um when I have a a bad day it's kind of like okay I'm having a depression day you know or if I'm feeling really anxious that day I'll be like hey mom just letting you know I'm feeling anxious not sure why but just so you know if I'm acting weird or something like that and I try to you know eat well exercise and just stay as well as possible
1: is your mum you go to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how solid has your mum been throughout this whole process? She's been there through it all.
0: Yeah, for every second. Yeah. In the last couple of years, I've taken more steps away because I'm more independent with all my medical stuff. Whereas, of course, when I was a child, she took care of most of that and was like my biggest advocate. And and we kind of we help each other out because uh, she has PTSD and general anxiety as well. Yep. So. She'll look after me physically and I'll look after her mentally.
1: Yeah, there you go. Uh, we do a thing at our dinner table every night uh, with my wife and my two daughters. Uh, we go around the table and ask each other what we're grateful for. What was the best part about our day?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What was the best part about your day today?
0: Seeing you guys. <laughs> oh, thank
1: you very much. I appreciate that. Best thing about my day is. Um, I get to learn so much more. Uh, I get to educate myself uh, with all these things uh, and, and also how how beautiful and welcoming you were when we walked in your house. We didn't know where the front door was. We kind like of <laughs> cut through the garage. Yeah, so. there's no front door. <laughs> okay, sweet. But uh, yeah, that's what I'm grateful for today.
0: That's yeah. awesome. Uh,
1: another thing I've noticed too is uh, the tattoos. Yep. Um, some of them have a little bit of meaning behind them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um the biggest two are probably, I have my transplant date and Roman numerals, yeah. uh, and I have uh, the Flare of Life with my siblings' names, because the Flare of Life is meant to represent everything that ever is, was, and will be,
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and they've kind of been the light in my life, and when things are hard, I turn to them. Yeah. Um, I've got a bunch of band tattoos, Yeah. <laughs> a Harry Styles tattoo.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of getting one too. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should go after this. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Portrait. Uh, as an organ recipient, how important is it for people to think about organ donation?
0: It's so important. And not just to think about it, but to talk about it yeah. with your family and your close ones. Um, because ultimately, even if even if you are signed up as an organ donor on Medicare and on your dr- – it used to be on the driver's side. It used to be
1: something. on the driver's side. I actually, to be honest, I grabbed my wallet out before and looked on my – uh, driver's license I couldn't find it but
0: yeah sometime yeah. in the last few years it's come off
1: yeah
0: um, and because we're an opt-in society you know so many people who haven't talked about it or thought about it maybe would be organ donors yeah. if they had thought about it but ultimately if you're you know in a coma and in a place that you are able to be an organ donor uh, your family and you, or your next of kin gets to make the decision yeah um and they can't make the decision honoring you if you haven't spoken about it with them um, about what your choices are so so few people uh, pass away in a way that allows organ donation to occur
1: do you see it as a, a hard conversation or is it or as an easy conversation
0: it's an easy one for me i had the conversation with mum when i was four i read a newspaper about a lady with cf who had a lung transplant and. <laughs> Ex- mum explained it to me and I was like that makes so much sense yeah. like I'm gonna be an organ donor um I understand that it it's a seeing as death is such a taboo topic yeah um I think it's really difficult for some people to talk about it but ultimately like you can save people's lives
1: I really found Maddie's story inspiring as a strong first nations person While she's on some medication right now to stay on top of her health, one day she may need a kidney. It's people like Maddie and many more that you can help by becoming a registered organ and tissue donor. You can register in just one minute. Head to donatelife.gov.au forward slash register. So you're not allowed contact with the organ donor or, or their family but if you could write a letter, say something to that family, what what would those words be?
0: Uh, a lot of thank yous.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I'd want to assure them that I'm making the most of it, not only trying to better myself and live my best life, but also to try and impact others in a positive way and that I'm carrying on their loved one's legacy, yeah. like their loved one is still here just in a different way and like that i think about it every day you know like i appreciate it every day
1: yeah thank you very much we're we're gonna wrap with that
0: thank you thanks so much for for coming and wanting to do this
1: no that's right can i have some biscuits now
0: absolutely
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm sam thiday and i will see you next time on a gift worth giving